Hi, Creative. It's Lauren here, and I wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you like the show and it has helped you, please remember to rate, review, and follow it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Also, consider sharing the show on your Instagram stories or Twitter. Tag the guest at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. And now, let's get to the creative chat. Are you feeling blocked, disconnected from yourself, or just kind of grayed out in your life or creativity? It's easy to, especially with everything going on in the world right now. Honestly, I was just feeling it this morning. But today, I want to take you through a powerful tool to help you get back into connection with yourself and your creative life. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. And this show is meant to give you tools to claim the word creative, take fear out of the driver's seat, and love yourself enough to pursue whatever it is that's on your heart. On the show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health and self-development, and spirituality. And today, I want to talk with you about how to do a self-inventory as a way of getting back in connection, what a self-inventory is, why it's important, and how it's connected to being creatively blocked or even just feeling grayed out in life. So this topic is really about reframing a creative block as a lack of connection to yourself and or life. And it's about asking yourself, why are you disconnected from yourself in life? What makes you feel connected? And once you know those answers, once you're in integrity with yourself and loving the person that you're in integrity with, then we can get into unleashing. That's why this show has really become a show about loving yourself because I came to realize there is no possible way for us to unleash if we do not have a platform of self-love to stand on. So Maybe you can unleash in little spurts, but you're not going to be consistently unleashed if you are not in integrity with yourself and loving yourself. So this is highly important. And this topic is something I came to because when I went to record this solo show this morning, my producer Emily had sent me a long list of great ideas, but literally nothing sounded good to me. No ideas I was generating on my own sounded good to me. And I kind of just realized, I'm like, nothing sounds fun nothing sounds good. I feel like flatlined. And you know, that's an extreme thing to say, but I was feeling very much just kind of, like I said, grayed out, just kind of like, I always call it crusty macaroni, like when you feel dead inside. (laughs) And I was kind of feeling like that, which is a scary feeling to have, especially as someone who's enthusiastic and, you know, even when life is hard, loves life and is, is grateful for it. So I said, okay, what sounds good? What could sound good? What do I like? And what do I like about myself and my life and life in general? And I decided I'm going to make this thing called a self-inventory, which is a list of things about yourself you like and are proud of that make you feel filled, that give you a platform on which to create. So I thought I'd share my partial list with you. I still have to continue to work on it because I just came up with this idea and also encourage you to make your own because once I did this, a bunch of other topics started flying out at me, but I realized if I don't share this with you, those other topics won't be nearly as meaningful. So we'll get to those in weeks to come. But in the meantime, here's my self-inventory list. So literally going through yourself 
and looking at the pieces that you like or love or that make you filled up and excited to live and create. So here's my partial list. I love being weird as hell and sharing that weirdness with others who get it. So making funny jokes and putting combinations of weird things together, like I'll I'll give you a little tidbit about my life. I've been seeing someone lately and you may not understand this. I don't understand this. It was just a weird thing that came to my head. But the other day I was talking with him and I said to him, I started laughing hysterically because I laugh with myself a lot. That's actually one of the things on the list. And he goes, what are you thinking of right now? And I go, I was just thinking of a puppy inside of a parrot. Why did I think about that? I don't know. But he laughed hysterically too. And it made me feel so seen. And I just, I love, I love being weird. I love not making sense. Like I love when someone else does that. I watched this um, Instagram video the other day. (laughs) It was about a girl who literally called IHOP and said, hey, I just left there. And maybe I'll play it for you actually. I screen recorded it because it was so funny. It's actually a TikTok that was reposted on Instagram by my friend Michaela, who runs the page She Rates Dogs. Hold on one second. I'm going to play this for you. Telling IHOP, I'm releasing a cup of mosquitoes in there. Can I help you? Hey, I left there a couple minutes ago. I'm on my way back in. Okay. I'm bringing in a cup of mosquitoes. I've been out here collecting mosquitoes because I'm pissed off. Okay. Uh, So I guess... Send somebody to the store to get some bug spray or something because you guys are about to get itchy. There's 16 mosquitoes in this cup. I'm releasing them when I get in there. Excuse you? What? Did you hear me? Uh, yeah. What is... You're going to come into a restaurant and, and open a bottle of mosquitoes. It's not a bottle. It's a little plastic cup from, from my home. So that tickled me. I just love it when people commit to being weird because like things don't have to make sense. Like we can go outside the box and say whatever weird thoughts are in our mind. Like who's it hurting, you know? And when people, when I see a video like that or when I make a weird joke or just say a weird thought or combination of animals I had in my mind to someone and someone gets it or even if they don't get it, they laugh and have fun with me and like honor who I am. I just love that. Which brings me to my next one. I love how funny I am and how much I laugh with myself. Now, I may not be for everyone, but man, like I always say, no one laughs, makes me laugh as much as I make me laugh. And I think that's so important, like to enjoy your own company, to enjoy your own jokes. Like I just, I sit around a lot of the time and just like laugh at the weird ass thoughts I have. Um, So I just love how much I laugh with myself. I love the fact that I really love people. I just had my 10-year anniversary in LA, and there have been many difficult moments here. You know, it hasn't been a complete joyride, that's for sure. Um, I've been shocked at how hard it's been, actually, because I was very blessed and had a very easy childhood, honestly. I mean, overall, it was it was pretty great. Um, and so adulthood has been so much harder. And anyway, long story short, I think part of that difficulty in adulthood was I grew up with a lot of really kind people. And so going out into the world and realizing that not everyone's that way, and maybe even the people that I grew up with or worked with in my earlier years, like when I was in college, had some flaws that I had overlooked, but my eyes were open. Anyway, I'm very grateful for the fact that I still start everyone out at an A+. I don't say, hey, you're at an F and make you work up to an A+. I still believe 
that people are good and that they can do the right thing. And I'm always willing to help, even without a benefit to myself, because I believe that you should put out the love you want to get back. So I'm proud of myself for the fact that I love people and I believe in them. Um, And again, this is the self-inventory list. So going through and trying to find things in yourself that you love or like or that light you up and make you excited about life. I love that I'm always committed to betterment and searching. So I always think that I could be better, that life could be better, that there's like a way to figure things out, like whether it's me like searching for a good vitamin, which I also love to do. I always say when I'm like 85, I'm going to become the local witch doctor and like prescribe herbs for people. That's like one of my non-aspirational passions, but aspirational for when I'm like 85. Um, But I love researching things and I love finding things out and I love learning about life and philosophy and spirituality and then taking those things I learn and sharing them with other people and sharing them with myself and enacting a change in myself. Like I just love that. Like I love that there are tools out there that can help us get to the bottom of our trauma, get more in touch with God, become better people be in better community with each other. I think that's so exciting. I love this new honesty I'm finding in myself. I have been like, you know, I did that episode about honesty recently. I have been brutally, brutally, brutally. It's a new word, folks. Look it up, honey buns. I've been brutally honest with myself and other people lately. And uh, it is brutal and it is beautiful because you know that you're in integrity with yourself and with them and that whatever happens is going to be as a result of reality versus this fake story you're conjuring in order to make someone else feel more comfortable. It's brought a big change to my life. So I I hope that you are also joining me on that honesty journey. And I do honestly (laughs) recommend you go back to that episode. I love my persistence to keep going toward my goal. And what I know is right. I wonder if sometimes that can be a little bit of a blind spot for me, but I don't really care. I'd rather be persistent and just like always keep going than to be someone who gives up easily. Um, I just love how committed I am. And I always go back to the saying that my mentor, Kevin Undergaro, said to me, because that's a great thing about Italians. We're too stupid to quit. (laughs) And uh, I like the fact that I'm too stupid to quit because... I want to inspire myself. Like, I think also, you know, oh, this is something I wrote a note for like a potential topic, but the merit in the longer journey, like if I had made it, and I've said this so many times on the show, but for new listeners, if I had made it when I first moved out to LA, I would have been a fucking train wreck. I would have been a train wreck because I wasn't ready. And sometimes, you know, as much as you want something, it's just not the right time whether that's a relationship, whether that's a dream job, whether that's a a house. I mean, it could literally be anything. But I think keeping that persistence and remembering your why is what helps you get it when the time is right. Because that's another thing Emily and I talked about as a potential topic was when to know when to give something up. And I think you give it up when, first of all, like the journey brings you no joy the idea of getting it brings you no joy and you feel like you've actually done everything you possibly can to get that thing or to achieve that dream. And so I think staying persistent, but also staying honest with yourself when you're in those moments of persistence and pain and asking yourself, okay, is this still worth it to me? And for me, it always has been. And so 
I just keep going. This goes back to one of my earlier things, but I love that I'm an angsty optimist. I truly believe that things always have the potential to get better and even become beautiful, even when they're wrecked. I believe they can get beautiful, but I like to acknowledge the pain along the way. And that concept in life really lights me up. I mean, interestingly enough, you know, I've been signing my emails since 2009, positive thoughts your way. And I really do believe in sending people positive thoughts, but also... I'm like, does that send the wrong message? So I think loving these things about yourself while also asking, is this still an integrity with who I am? Like, how do I need to adjust it is important because I do believe in positive thoughts your way, but I don't want people to think that I'm like Pollyanna rose colored glasses. Like I still want to see the truth of things, but I do want to send you positive thoughts. I don't know. Maybe weigh in. Let me know if you think I should change my email signature. <laughs> um, I love my ability to see other people and help them see their own greatness accurately. So I think that that's why I'm such a great producer. I think that's why I'm a good host. I know it's why I'm a good coach. It's because I'm able to talk with someone and see who they really are, cut through the BS and see their soul and reflect that back to them and help them make a plan for how they can start really putting that true self out into the world. And that's a huge honor and something that I love doing. And I know one of my life missions is to do that. Um, the other thing is in making this list, I realize a good deal of the things that I like about myself tend to be in relation to other people. And so something I kind of want to look at is what I like about myself when I'm alone. What do I like about myself when no one is looking? And what would I like or love about myself if I was the last person on earth? Like if I was truly, truly all I had. And I think those are important questions for you to ask yourself too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So along with this self-inventory, I also made a quick, I didn't spend as much time on this, but a quick not self-inventory, which is basically things about myself that are challenging or that I don't like doing that could help me be more expressed, live more in integrity with myself. Um, I think a lot of them too are things that I've convinced are inherent things about me, but they're actually kind of attached to like a trauma or a trigger knowing that these things exist, but also getting to the bottom of why they exist and how you can change the framework you're thinking about them within is important. Um, one of these things, and I think this will make kind of like the not self list clear, is I tend to be messy. So when I'm stressed, I'm like a tornado. I go through my apartment and it's as if a thief came in and threw everything around and then left and didn't take anything. And I do think, let me be clear, I do think that there is a war on the disorganized. And I'm putting that in quotes because I don't think it's fair that one person's organized and one person's disorganized. I think one person tends toward organization. The other person tends toward focusing on other things in their lives. And I will do a whole episode about that sometime. But I do think that this like association with being messy and with, um, with having like a really negative connotation for keeping everything in perfect order does have 
a source in my life. And that is when I was younger, my grandma would, you know, I've talked a lot about my grandma. She had a very traumatic childhood. She's a wonderful person, but you know, that came out in little ways. She would come over and like, you know, help us clean. Like weirdly cleaning was one of her passions. And I have this vivid memory of her going through my room and like cleaning it up. And I had like thrown things everywhere. (laughs) I mean, I definitely um, tended toward the creative self versus like the type A chop chop self back then. And um, she was like, why are you living like a pig? You know, like really yelled. And I think if I have to trace back why I have such a negative and like feeling of like rebellion and like keeping things tidy all the time, I really think it has to do with that and that kind of expression because that wasn't the only time that happened. So I think it comes down to, okay, yes, that happened when I was a kid and I didn't like the way it made me feel. And so maybe I'm rebelling by like being messy now as a way of expressing myself. But I also have to realize like the way that being messy isn't actually helping me be myself, that it is causing me to live in shame because I have to like clean everything up before someone comes over. All these different things that aren't me, that this like identification with being messy has caused me to live within. So in like instead of looking at it as like a traumatic thing or like a method of other people are trying to control me, it's like how could keeping things nice for myself benefit myself? Like, you know, I, they say your space is a reflection of how you feel inside. Like if I'm allowing it to look like this just for me, but when other people come over, I'm like, oh no, it needs to be clean now. What does that say about how I feel about myself? So I'm really trying to redefine cleaning and organization in my head is something that is helping me love myself and keep tidy within um, and keep in touch with myself versus this thing that was put upon me that made me feel ashamed. So that's a deep dive on that one. But there's a couple other things. Um, I haven't been taking care of myself lately. There like hasn't been enough time. My voice has not been up to par. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been hoarse a few weeks. Like, I need to focus on that. Why am I not doing it? I think I'm really afraid of what the answer is of why my voice isn't right. And taking care of yourself, again, like, take self-love. Like, clearly, like, I haven't been standing on a platform of self-love because I've been feeling grayed out. So for me, with that one, it starts with little subtle steps towards self-care. Also, you know, if we're going to trace all the lines here, there's a long history of women in my family that haven't taken care of themselves that have prioritized other people, other things over themselves. And so while I think I've done a lot better in breaking that familial pattern in myself, that's also my go-to when I get stressed out is just to ignore that piece, is to not take care of my health, is to not take care of my mental health, is to not, you know, all these things. So realizing that that's also a way of self-love. Another one, and this is through everything, but I can tend to prioritize other people's opinions of me over my own. So really asking why that is. What, What benefit am I getting out of that? And how do I see that there's a far greater benefit to my opinion of myself and like loving myself and being in integrity with myself? I don't like how much I procrastinate on unpleasant tasks. And so I think, again, like this is like I look at just just the journey of getting through it, but I don't look at the benefit on the other side. One example of this is I've been literally putting off doing my expense report at work for four months now. So 
because it is painful and I have to go through and take screenshots and then like write all the things down. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. But what I would like is getting paid back for all the things I've spent money to work on. So, you know, it's like, I think for that one, it's thinking about the benefit versus the journey in the middle. Um, because the journey for almost anything is just painful. So between these self inventories and these not self inventories, I then want you to think about what percentage of myself have I been bringing to the table lately? I think in the past week, I've only been bringing like 60%. It doesn't mean I'm like a failure or anything, but I want to bring, I mean, ideal world, 100% all the time, but life does happen and, and it's easy to lose touch. But I think every day asking yourself with like the interactions you're in, with the things you're doing, what percentage of me am I able to be in this moment? What percentage of me am I bringing to the table? What percent of that, what am I in control of? And what is it because like I'm in the situation that I don't like? If I'm in this situation I don't like and I can't be myself in it, is there a way to change the situation or do I need to get out of the situation in order to be myself? Like I have been thinking a lot about that lately, even like with dating. I'm like, okay, how much of myself can I be with this person? And if it's a low number, sayonara, baby. I mean, it's not, it's not right because again, it's not honest. So going through that list gave me a lot of insight on myself, my life, why I've been blocked, why I've been kind of grayed out. And also it's like a lack of time, you know, like why am I not giving myself time to feel better and to feel like myself? Um, so I highly recommend you do the self-inventory list. You do the not self-inventory list. You ask yourself about the percentage of you that you're able to bring to the table in any situation, what percentage you're feeling in this moment. And ask yourself too, like the most important thing with that not self list is how you can reframe these things that you viewed as just like an inherent part of you that maybe are hurting you and take the opposite approach. So for me with messy, like I think it's important to ask yourself that because a lot of times we're like rebelling against something that happened in the past and we don't realize that that rebellion is actually actively hurting us in the present. So if we can reframe it to be a benefit for ourselves and to be more creative, then I think it can be great. So yes, do the self-inventory list, do the not self-inventory list and ask yourself what percentage of me am I able to bring to the table in any given situation with any given person and what have I been lately? What percentage have I been lately? Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Unleash associate producer Emily Shulmanovich. You can follow her at We Can't Find Emily. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you liked what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and follow Unleash on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I will repost to share my gratitude. My wish for you this week is that you can live in integrity and self-love and that it helps you unleash. I love you and I believe in you. Talk next week.